have Dwight and Kobe finally learn how to mesh together? With Kobe hurt, does the offense actually flow better without him? When will Powell return, and will Mike D'Antoni be able to integrate him with Dwight? Is his seven-man rotation too short? Could Jordan Hill possibly come back this season? Now that we're in their playoffs, is a championship even a possibility? Will the Heat beat the all-time winning streak record set by the Lakers? Stick around and find out. The only all-Laker podcast by Laker Lance. Hey, hey, welcome back, Laker fans. Welcome to podcast number 22, the playoff push. So as of right now, we are in the playoffs and the number eight seed. Things have been really starting to turn around lately. Uh, Team's been really playing well. We broke back into the playoffs and uh, we're trying to keep our spot and possibly even move up. Um, A lot of crazy stuff going around, got injuries, Powell's still out. Kobe's out. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on. So let's get into it. Okay, first first of all, um, we're sitting in good spot in a good spot right now. A lot of folks said for a long time that the team would not even make the playoffs this year. This is going to be the biggest bust possibly in NBA history with a team being this talented and this stacked, um, underachieving at such a ridiculously high level that they're not not going to even make the playoffs. Well, as of right now, we have uh, scratched and clawed and fought through injury after injury after injury um, and made our way back. Right now, we're back in the, in the eighth seed. We're, we're not stuck there in the eighth seed, meaning, um, I mean, we could lose it if we start losing again. Um, we're definitely closer to the ninth seed than we are the sixth. Uh, but we're in right now, and uh, the team has a newfound energy, exuberance, effort, and team chemistry, uh, which was lacking for a long, a long time. And uh, I think it, it it all starts with uh, with Dwight and Kobe. I think it. I I was talking about after that the All Star break that this is the this is going to be it if Dwight and Kobe kind of uh, mesh together and really have a meeting of the minds during the All-Star break, um, this whole thing could turn around. It didn't look like that it ha- that happened. It didn't look like anything really changed uh, coming out of the All-Star break. But then again, it kind of did. Um, the team has been on fire since the All-Star break. I think we've only lost three, two or three games uh, since then. Um, and it, it all... It all started with with Dwight. Dwight really came out and started being super aggressive um, on both ends of the floor, especially the defensive end. He's he's starting to take ownership of the defense, uh, which he should do, which we've been wanting him to do all year long. Um, uh, so for for whatever reason, he's he's decided to really step up and give it give it his all, and and I think. I mean, part of it, I don't think it's. I don't think the whole thing is just that. Wow, Dwight just decided he's going to be good now. I mean, I think he's always wanted to be. He's he's 
he's been dealing with his back and his shoulder all season long, and I think it's it's starting to get better. Uh, his back is improving all the time, I think, and you can kind of see it in the way that he moves and the energy that he has and the things that he's able to do on the court. You can tell that his back is getting better and better and better. He's still not 100%, but he's a lot farther along than he was, let's say, you know, two months ago, you know. So that's a very good thing. And um, his shoulder, the the tear in, the, in, his, in his labrum that he's been dealing with, I think has... Um, I don't know if it's gotten better or that he's just kind of figured out how to play through the pain. I know when it when he first got it, he he could not play through the pain at all. He was having trouble doing that. And but I think he kind of got used to it and he um figured out a way to play through and kind of deal with it and it I it's been great. I mean the results have been have been fabulous. He's he's been plus Plus double-digit rebounding, I think, almost every game since the All-Star break. Um, he was ridiculous against his home team in Orlando. He had the game of his career, or not of his career, of the season. Um, in that game, uh, he turned around in the next game and laid a stinker, and that was kind of a bummer. But uh, for the most part, he's been he's been playing really well. He's been saying the right things. He hasn't been complaining about touches. He hasn't been really complaining to the media. He's been sounding like he's really bought into the whole thing and that he's uh he's on board with what everybody's trying to do and what with what they need him to do um not sure what happened with the attitude change or what caused it uh I'm not complaining because it's what we all needed him to do um I mean I don't know if he like actually thought about the fact that his legacy you know he's in control of his legacy right now you know i mean he's he was on the road of just going down as just another big man in la who couldn't couldn't get along with kobe because of his ego and eventually got shipped out you know and and there's if there's one thing that dwight hates it's being compared to shaq um he does not want to live in Shaq's shadow. That's the whole reason why he was initially very reluctant to even come to L.A. Um, I think it's a big deal to him. So maybe he figured out that, you know, he's the only way for him to separate himself from Shaq is to be able to play with Kobe and to be able to get on board with him and work with him because that's something that we all know Shaq was not able to do. So if you figure that out on his own or somebody kind of hipped him to that, whatever, but... It's great because he's starting to, in my opinion, he's starting to separate himself from Shaq because of that, because of the fact that he seems to be so willing to, um, to work, to work now, to work as hard as he needs to work and work with, with Kobe and not, um, you know, kind of be put off by his, his alpha maleness or his ego. Uh, you know, and, and who knows, maybe maybe it was the same thing for Kobe. I mean, I mean Kobe's very aware of history uh, and his own legacy. Um, don't believe for a second that he's not, because he is. And if there's one thing that he did not want, I mean, it, right now it's already, it's it's in the history books as, you know, one of the greatest, like, too bad, like, shame thing in his career is that he couldn't get along with Shaq in order for them to win more championships together. And now if he has that exact same thing happen with another all-star big man, then I think that would just 
that would tarnish uh, his legacy too much. And again, don't think for a second that he's not aware of what his legacy is. I think he's he's willing, more than willing, to do whatever it takes to work with Dwight and find a way to get on board with him. And it's paying off. I mean, Kobe, before he, he had his ankle injury, he was ridiculous. I mean, he, he scored 40-plus points in uh, over 10 assists in two two consecutive games. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, I know everybody's like, oh, LeBron James is so great, and Kevin Durant, and, and n- neither of those guys have done that in their career. 40 points and over 10 assists in two consecutive games. Who's 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 done that? It hasn't happened in twice, 30 years, 40 years maybe. The last person to do it, besides Kobe Bryant in 2012, the last person to do it was the guy who has his little picture on Kobe's left shoulder, which is the logo, Jerry West. He was the last guy to do it. Uh, him and Kobe, the only got the only two people in the NBA in the last forty years to do that, both Lakers. So, there you go. Um, but he he was ridiculous. I mean, the the team was still playing inconsistently. We were still digging ourselves, getting ourselves into these big holes. Um, but they weren't giving up, and they were fighting and fighting. And and Kobe was just ridiculous at the end of games. I mean, just like winning shot after shot after ridiculously hard shot. And and let's be honest, it's not like he hasn't taken those shots before. He takes them all the time. Uh, it just happened that like two or three games in a row, they went down. <laughs> so people were really freaking out um, on what he was able to do. Uh, and then he got hurt. And then he, he got he has a severe ankle sprain. Um, he he jumped up on a fadeaway, came down on uh, on a foot, and it pretty looks looks a lot like the guy stepped. Dante, I think his name, Dante Jones, uh, looked like he stepped right underneath Kobe, and Kobe came down on his foot and twisted his ankle. Uh, it it looked pretty, pretty scrub-like to me, pretty bush league. Uh, but you know, whatever it is, what it is, you can't. Kobe was upset about it for a while, but then he was was like, you know, whatever. It happened. What it is, what it is. I'm not gonna quit, keep bitching about it. And he said, time to put my big boy pants on and move on. And and that's what he did. And as soon as he said that, he has not mentioned it again, and it hasn't really been brought up again. It hasn't been a story. It was a good story for maybe a day or a day or two, and now it's uh, and now it's gone. So um, the question: Once Kobe went out, uh, the game that he tried to play, uh, the team really stepped up and uh, and won the game. Played really well. Great team defense. Uh, the next game, same thing. Great, great team effort, team win. Uh, then we went and played Phoenix and got blown out in the fourth quarter. Uh, but because the team was playing so well without him, the question came up, which this question comes up every time Kobe has to go out with an injury. It happened last year when he went out right before the playoffs with a shin injury. The exact same thing happened. The team really stepped up in his absence, played really well, and of course the questions come out. Does the offense actually flow better without Kobe, without the ball stopper? Does the, does the ball flow better without him? So that's a question that's kind of being been brought up a little bit. I'm not going to spend too much time on that because the answer is don't be ridiculous. All right, that that's that's stupid. Any, anybody who's who's watched the games know that's that's ridiculous. Um, 
the ball flows flows just fine. And the people, know, the the rest of the team knows when Kobe's not there, they don't have that safety blanket. They don't have that safety net where they can just stand around because you know, Daddy Superman is gonna bail us out and and make all the shots and we're gonna win the game and be happy. Now we have to actually do it ourselves. You know, so that's kind of what happens when when Kobe is out. So the problem when he comes back in is not Kobe. The problem is everybody else needs to maintain that same mindset when he's in the game so that we can step up the play and keep the ball moving. That's that's what needs to happen. So, But to say that it's Kobe is the problem with the ball moving um, is just silly, uh, especially with the way that he's been, been passing and distributing uh, the ball this year. I don't think there's any way you can, you can make that argument. Um, Powell seems to be uh, on the mend. He, right now, as I record this podcast, he has just started his sixth week of a six to eight week rehabilitation time period. Um, he's, he's looking, looking good. He's running, he's practicing. He's been doing two and two on twos, three on threes. Today he did his first four on four. Tomorrow he's going to do a five on five, four on four and five on five mean that he's actually doing full court games, full court, uh, scrimmages, um, which he hasn't done before that. So obviously his condition is going to be an issue for a little while. Um, but the question is, when is he coming back? Everybody's pointing at this Friday, the game against the Washington, that he's going to come back. I don't know if he, he is. He may. He may not. Um, it, it doesn't really matter. All I know is that he he's going to come back at some point within the next two weeks, probably sooner than later. But uh, to say exactly when it's going to happen it, is useless because you know we we don't know it all depends on how the foot reacts to the work that he's doing but everything seems to be going well and he seems to be on track and on time so i think it's going to be it's going to be fabulous um what's going to happen when he comes back you know is is d'antoni going to be able to integrate him into the offense you know it seems to be also the the prescient question uh, of the day, but and I, I think I think he's going to have a lot better time or a better chance to integrate into the offense as he was than he was doing before, because the la- before Powell got hurt. Okay, here's here's what was uh, here's what was going on. So Powell was suffering from tendonitis in both of his knees, and D'Antoni was still trying to to stubbornly run his system with this team, which is obviously not built for his system. Now, what has happened since then? Well, one, uh, he has realized that uh, his system will not work with this team, and either he has kind of thrown it out the window and said, let's figure out what we need to do to win, or the guys on the team kind of threw it out the window and said, guys, let's do what we need to do to win. I kind of think it's it's probably neither, not, it's probably neither one of those things completely, but I'm going to, my money's going to go that more of it is on the players. And even even with Powell, when Powell was still playing before he got hurt, he was still doing that. They're saying, we just kind of, there is no real system. We're just doing what we need to do to win. And it's it's gotten uh, it's gotten results, obviously. So um, I think now we're in a different kind of uh, mindset or paradigm in terms of the coaching staff, in terms of uh, how to how to integrate Powell in 
that system, no, I don't think that's going to be what we're trying to do. We're going to try to integrate Pau into this team with how this team is playing. And I think we're going to have a much easier time doing that. Now, the other the other issue, the other thing to keep in mind is before Pau went out with his injury, um, he was dealing with his uh, tendonitis in both of his knees. I mean, he was he was hobbling out there. He was really, really hurting. And there's there was really nothing that anybody could do. There's nothing that he could do to make it better. It's like with, with that kind of a, of a situation, of a physical situation with his knees, especially with a seven-footer, there's really there's nothing you can do. I mean, the only thing you can do is just shut it down. That was the, the worrying thing is like we were in kind of first half to the halfway point of the season and and Powell is he's got tendonitis in both knees and the only thing to do would be like to shut him down for two months. But it's like, well, we're not going to do that. We're not going to just sit Powell for two months, but, but really that's what he needs. Well, the basketball gods have shined upon us again. And they say, well, Powell needs two months of rest. Well, I give you a torn plantar, a torn uh, fascia, a torn plantar fascia, which is what he had, the injury in his foot. And uh, recuperation for that will take six to eight weeks. So there you go. Powell got to sit. So he's been resting his knees, um, which is I'm sure will make a huge difference and the tendonitis that he was dealing with, and also he was dealing with his foot. He had he had the plantar fasciitis, and hopefully this the injury that he had and the rehab will take care of that also. So once he gets conditioning in, I mean I don't I don't want to you know wear my purple and gold beer goggles too much, but I mean Dwight I mean Dwight Powell could be better than ever. I mean this is exactly what he needed. You know, the two things that were really, really giving him trouble, the tendonitis in his knees and the plantar fasciitis in his foot, have both been dealt with. So get his conditioning in and look out. I mean, we could have Pal that we saw back in the Olympics coming into the playoffs. I mean, we're talking dangerous here, people. And and uh, Mike D'Antoni has, has done a much better job, too, of, of dealing, at least with the media, in terms of what he's going to do with, with Powell. Like before, he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe he'll start. Maybe he'll come off the bench. We'll, we're going to see. He'll we'll do whatever works. He's saying now, he's like, yes, he's going to start. Un, unequivocally, Powell will start. Now, probably not right away. Right when he comes back from his injury, he'll probably come off the bench just until his conditioning gets up. But then eventually he will start, which is totally different than what he was saying before. So I think he realizes what he has much better now. Um, he realizes um, that he needs to find a way to integrate it. And I think now that they're not specifically just running his system anymore, I think uh, they'll be able to do it much better. And I'm super excited to see how they how they do it, because basically having POW in there is is the biggest advantage that we have on the really good teams. I mean, the 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 teams that are that are really good. Obviously, your Miami, your Oklahoma City, your uh, San Antonio, uh, the Clippers, especially with the Clippers, Oklahoma City, and Miami. They they are quick, they're fast, and they shoot jumpers. The one thing that can beat them, the one the one weakness that they all have is a lack of size, especially lack of size in the middle. 
So those teams have their one weakness is a lack of size. Well, I bring you Pau Gasol and Dwight Howard. Both healthy, both playing up to their potential. That's scary stuff right there. That's that's what that's what we need and that's what they don't want. Okay, because if we try to again try to just run up and down the floor and try to outrun these guys, there's no way we're going to outrun Miami. There's no way we're going to outrun Oklahoma City, and there's no way we're going to outrun uh, the Clips. No way. Forget it. Okay, our biggest advantage is our size, and this is this has been true for the last six years. Our biggest advantage that we have is our size, and that's the thing that we need to exploit over everybody else, which gives us by far the best chance to win is is our size, okay? Because think about it, if, if we can control the ball, if we can really control the ball, limit our turnovers, which is, have been much better over the past couple weeks, and just take good shots, then, and we take care of the ball, it will, lim- it will limit the turnovers. And, and that means most of the defense that we play happens in the half court. Well, I got news for you people. The Lakers' defense is actually really good in the half court. Okay, we, and especially lately in the past couple of weeks, we've been playing really good half court defense, really good team defense. Okay, now the defensive energy and the attention, it always feeds the offensive energy because offense, offense is kind of easier to do. So the energy that you put in takes you farther. So if you put all of your energy into the defense end and then let it flow over into the offense, it's going to help. So basically the offense affects the defense and the defense affects the offense. So it's not like you could say, well, oh, it's the defense or it's the offense or it's this or that. It's all together. Basketball is a game of, of rhythm and timing and things have to fall into place and guys have to be in a rhythm with each other. And when they do that, things happen. When guys are really locked into each other and know what each other is going to do and communicating on the floor and moving the ball, that's when the good stuff happens. And that's what we're starting to see. It's starting to see it more and more. Um, the, the bench play has has really stepped up in the past couple of games. Well, I'm actually I'm going to get that. I'm going to get to that when I get down to the uh, the rotations. Um, so so Pal Pal is going to return sooner than later, and I think I think it's going to be great. I think it's exactly what we need uh, for to, for this playoff push that we're about to uh, to hit. So let's get to the rotation. Okay. Mike D'Antoni is basically settled on a seven-man rotation as of right now, which basically means the only people coming off the bench are uh, Blake, Steve Blake and Antoine Jameson. Okay, now, those two guys have been lighting it up, okay? They have been playing great. I mean, especially Steve Blake. I mean, he's been on fire for the last two or three games. He's The thing is, he has confidence. You can see it. You can see it in him. He has confidence. When he goes out there, he knows what he's going to do. He knows what he can do, and he's going to do it, and there's nothing you can do to stop him. And uh, and, and and Anton is the same thing. Um, he has His confidence has shot up. Once, once Mike D'Antoni has decided, okay, these are my guys coming off the bench. They know they're going to get minutes. They know they're going to play. They know they're going to play with each other. It's, they've been really, really great. He's even played a, played a lot with Steve Blake and Steve Nash at the same time, which is never even thought of in the beginning of the year because we were thinking Steve Blake is obviously the backup to Steve Nash. But he started playing them together, and he's gotten incredible results with that. 
So that's been a really, really, a really good thing. Um, Jody has been has been starting a little bit when, now that Kobe is out, and he's really I, I I think man he deserves props because he has been really playing his butt off for a while, and he's been consistent. I mean, he has a, been a consistent energy guy coming off the bench, and and the the one thing he does you don't really think about because Jody Meeks, all right, he's a great three point shooter, he's a spot up shooter, and once he gets in his rhythm, he can really make shots. He he's been like busting his ass on defense, and. He, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, he's really, really giving it everything he has on the defensive end. And Steve Blake has, has stepped up his defense too, which is those things have really made a huge, huge difference. Um, not so much Jameson. He's, I've said this before. He's, he's just not a good defensive player. So I, I'm not even going to hope that that's going to kind of turn around. Uh, as long as he's making shots, then I guess he can, uh, he can stay on the floor. Um, but basically, that's that's the rotation. So it, it's people would have you'd have to put a gun to Mike D'Antoni's head, and he still wouldn't play Devin Ebanks or Chris Duhon or Darius Morris or or Sack, which is what they call Robert Sack Ray. Um, it looks like they are uh, they're bolted down to the pine, as they say, um, and and right now, so now that Cal Cal. That was Kobe and Powell together in my mind came out as cow. So Kobe and Powell are both out. That means there's only seven seven people seven guys playing. Now it it's kind of it kind of worked for a couple games, but then as soon as you had a back to back and we only had those seven guys playing, everybody it was the game against Phoenix. Everybody was just gassed. You could you could see it, and it it was not it wasn't an effort thing. I don't think it was an effort thing. I know uh, I know Joe. Joe Torres, I know you you made the comment um, on the page, uh, the lack of effort, and I know it looks that way, but I really don't think it is a lack of effort. I think it's just they didn't have the legs. I mean, we are, we're an old team. I mean, obviously Blake's not old, and and Jody's not old. Antoine is getting up there. Um, You know, MWP is getting up there. Obviously, Nash is getting up there. We got some guys that are getting up there, you know, so you try to play all these minutes and do it back to back it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough you know I mean the the great one great advantage that we have is that once the playoffs start there are no back-to-backs there are no back-to-backs once the playoffs start that's a huge advantage for us um so is the seven seven man rotation too short well the thing is if you think about it once once Kobe comes back and once Powell comes back that's gonna put uh, Jody back on the bench, and that's going to put Earl Clark back on the bench eventually once Powell starts. So now you have guys coming off the bench. You have Blake, Jameson, Jody, and and Earl. So that that's a pretty good pretty good bench right there. All those guys are playing really well. They've been playing all season. They've get they've got minutes. They've got confidence. Um, I know Earl hasn't been playing well as of late. He was on. Fire in, in January, once Powell went out, he really, really stepped up and was amazing for us. I mean, he really got us through that time, and he was great. Ever since the All Star break, he's he hasn't really been himself. Um, everybody's saying, "Oh, he just hit a wall. He hit the wall." Well, I think what really happened is he's got a, a foot injury. He's been dealing with a foot injury for weeks now, and he's also has an ankle sprain that he got the same game that Kobe got his ankle sprain. Um, Earl also sprained his ankle. He stayed in the game and he kept playing, 
but he's got both those things that he's dealing with. He's got a, a foot a foot injury that's been sore for for weeks and weeks, and he's nursing a sprained ankle on top of that. And he hasn't he's not taking games off. He's not resting. Okay, so he's playing through it, but he's playing through pain. I'm telling you right now, every game he's playing through pain. So is is he playing the same as he did in January? No, he's not. But that's the reason, okay? It's not that he just suddenly forgot how to play or it's not that it was this freak that he was all of a sudden really, really good for like 20 games in a row and then now he forgot how to do that, okay? He's dealing He's dealing with an injury. So, And, and Pau getting back and maybe kind of taking up some of those minutes too is going to help him help him rest a little bit and be able to come out in shorter spurts and really give uh, give his energy and what we need. So I think that's gonna be that's gonna be great. I think I'm really, really excited and confident with what the with the bench that we have, the bench that's playing, that's gonna be playing and what they're gonna be capable of of doing. I think uh, I think it's good. So I kinda I, f- I feel bad, you know, for I feel bad for Devin. I feel bad for Darius you know, for Chris Duhon and, and especially Sakure, I think he's a good guy. They're all good guys. Um, but I think with all the media questions, especially after the Phoenix game, talking about is the rotation too short? How come he didn't play these guys? And and D'Antoni pretty much said, hey, the guys that are playing are the guys that I trust. So that, damn, that sucks. Uh, but... I mean, on one hand, it sucks for those guys that aren't playing because their coach just basically said to everybody, I don't trust you. That's why you're not playing. Uh, it's cool for the guys that are playing because you do get that trust. You're like, wow, I, you really feel the coach, coach is, is trusting in me and he's going to put me in a position where I can go do something. And so they're going to they're gonna play even better. So, I mean, it's good and it's bad. I mean, there's a lot of been a lot of criticism all year about he got to figure out his bench once he figures out and stops messing with the rotation things will be better well we've we've gotten that point he's not messing with the rotation again the rotation is what the rotation is and everybody we the guys know who they are and they know they're going to play so um and the play of those guys has gotten better so i think it's going to be good all right moving on could Jordan Hill possibly come back this season? This is only about a couple of days old. This question has been coming up in the in the local sports media. Um, Jordan Hill, uh, he had hip surgery. Um, he basically had the same injury that that Dwight has, but in his hip. Um, he had a tear. He had he had to have surgery to fix it, and it was season ending. Um, he he's been doing really well with his rehab, uh, and he's been kind of progressing a little bit ahead of schedule um his last his last time he went into the doctor he was told uh that he could be back as early as june so obviously that that does us no good unless we are in the finals (laughs) so if 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 the lakers make it to the finals then we may get jordan hill back but I mean, even even then, I mean, so many things have to happen to just get to that point. Uh, and then will he have will he have the conditioning to play? Will he be able to play? Whatever's the question mark. I, I think it's a much bigger uh, chance that he will not be able to come back uh, this season. But um, man, if we if we can make a big run and in this playoffs and get some make a run and get the confidence we need as a team and then take that into next year and then add in Jordan Hill. Oh man, we could be, uh, we could be scary, but we've got to take it far 
in the playoffs. And and when I say far, I mean June. Okay, which brings us to our next question, which is now that we are in the playoffs, is a championship even a possibility? Um, here's the thing. Any sports media commentator, talking head, local, national sports media is going to say there's no way the Lakers can win a championship this year. I beg to differ. The one thing we, we said way back in the beginning of the season, I was asked the question by, uh, by Todd Robinson. He, he asked me, he said, what is the key to the Lakers' success this year going to be uh, Dwight Howard's back? And, uh, or the health of Dwight Howard. And I said, no, the key to the Lakers' success this year is going to be health, injuries. Can we all stay healthy? That's what it's going to take. And obviously that has not happened in the least. Um, every single person has had to go out for extended periods of time. You know, I mean, right now we're in Kobe. We're getting through the end of Powell. We had a long stint of Steve, of, of Nash. Um, Dwight probably, you could argue, should have waited longer to come back, but he wanted to play. He thought he should play. And he's been so, which is why it's taken him longer to rehabilitate. I think from his back, and he he might have been able to get through, get to the point where he is right now, health wise, earlier if he had not come back so soon. I mean, who knows? You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I think I mean if if we had to start the season without Dwight and without Steve Nash and with you know, Powell and ten and nine isn't both neat. I mean, you think the start of the season was rough now. I mean, I think it would have been even worse. So, but just like the, and I know football is a completely different sport than basketball, but I'm going to say this anyway, just like the Baltimore Ravens did last year where they really suffered through some serious injuries during the year, they all got healthy right at the right time, which is what we're doing. We're getting healthy right at the right time coming into the playoffs if we can go into the playoffs healthy with everybody healthy i mean maybe not 100% because i don't i don't even i don't think dwight's going to ever be 100% this year um and and with kobe's ankle i don't know if he's ever going to be 100% this year either and we'll see how how pow is but if everybody is healthy healthy and good maybe maybe like 80 85%. I I believe I I honestly believe we can we can take anybody. Nobody wants to play us in the playoffs. Nobody in the league wants to meet up with us, especially a healthy Lakers because of of what we have, because of the players we have and especially because of the size that we have. Because nobody can compete with our size. When we have both our big men in the game, both healthy, both playing, with a healthy Steve Nash and Kobe on the outside, MWP pounding pounding on the defense, and then you have Powell running the post, Dwight Howard underneath. I mean, it. no other team has that. You Nobody can match up with that. And that is why I still give us a puncher's chance to go as far as we want to go. 
as long as we can get healthy. I mean, we are one new serious injury away from this whole thing blowing up in our face. But that's kind of been the case all year, you know, and we've had it. I mean, if if you want to test this team's ability to to fight, you want to test the team's ability to not give up, I, I think they've been tested enough. I mean, we've gone through so much adversity this year. It's it's ridiculous, you know? So, and the one thing that it, I think it's done, that the team has gone through this adversity and fought through every every single setback that we've had as a team, and they fought through and fought through and fought through, and here we are, here we are going into the last leg of the season, and we're in, and we're in the playoffs. We're in the mix, which is exactly where we wanted where we wanted to be. I think that right there says that anything is possible, anything. Okay, and I love the fact that I think everybody's on board with that. For the for the big part of the year. When the team got together, they'd get in their huddles and they'd say, one, two, three, hard work. It's a hard work. I thought that was, I, I always thought that was, well, what, it is what it is. But hard work is what they, would, what they would say. And it was arguable if then they would actually go out and produce hard work together as a team. Um, now it seems like they're, uh, I'm hearing a lot of times when they come out of the huddle, they're not saying hard work anymore. They're saying championship. That what that means is the team believes. The team believes. Nobody else in the league believes, but that's fine. That's okay. They don't have to. The people that have to believe are the guys that wear that wear the uniform. Okay? Those are the guys that need to believe. And it looks like they are believing. A couple of weeks ago, Shaq uh, was on TNT and he was being really critical of the team because they were talk he was interpreting their post-game interviews as that they were saying that their ultimate goal would be just to make the playoffs. And he's like, I don't think they should he said, I have a problem with that. I don't think they should be talking about making the playoffs. They should be talking about winning a championship. There's only one thing, you know, that they should be thinking about. That's winning a championship. And there's a lot of talk about, oh, should, you know, Shaq is really calling out the team. And should Shaq be calling out the Lakers? It is, is it his place to call out the team? And saying that they don't believe that they can win a championship. And all this blah, blah, blah. And I hear all that. And there's only one thing that I hear. I hear... Shaq believes this team could win a championship. And for all I know, that's what the team heard too. Because since then, or actually, no, that's not true. Before then, I think they've bought into the fact that they could they could win a championship. All we got to do is get in the door. Once we get in the door, anything is possible. If we can get in, walk in that door and be healthy when we walk through... Anything is possible. And that it looks like that's exactly what we're doing. Because, and you need motivation, motivation to win a championship this year. Imagine what, how this season would go down in history if we could pull, if we could pull that off. This, this would be undoubtedly the greatest achievement in NBA history if this underachieving, crappy, injury-prone coach changed team that was not didn't even have a hope to make the playoffs could make a run and go through and win a championship that would be that would be the greatest Lakers championship ever i think and and even more importantly i think the team knows that 
they they realize what an incredible incredible opportunity that they have right now as a team coming off of everything that has happened that everything that they've gone through everything that they've persevered through if they could come together and go and win a champion right a championship right now it would be one of the one of the greatest achievements in in NBA history if that could happen um and I believe it could if we all stay healthy and I know that is a big if but I like to think that the karma has already attacked us way enough this this year in terms of injuries. I mean, I know you can't predict what's going to happen injury-wise, but if we cannot get any new injuries and get everybody back and come in here, I say the sky is the limit. So the question, you know, now that we're in the playoffs as a champion, is a, is a championship a possibility? I say hell yes. But we got to get there first, one step at a time. Uh, all right, so the Miami Heat is on this ridiculous winning streak right now. They just uh, broke the record for second longest winning streak of all time in NBA history, which was, uh, I think, 23, 22, 23, um, and they just broke that. So they're looking at 33 now, which is the le- the record set by the 1972 Lakers, uh, 33 wins in a row. That's held, that's held all the way since 1972. I don't think anybody thought that record would ever be broken. But now that the Heat are playing as well as they are, and I think they're going for it, they want to beat the record, uh, the question has come up, are they going to? Are they going to be able to? Um, I, I I have no idea. I want, I want to say, hell no. They're not going to break it because that's the Lakers' record. Obviously, you want you want that record to stand because it's the Lakers' record. You don't want that to be the Heat, the stupid Heat having that record. You want it to be a Lakers' record. It's been it's been that way for for forty years. You know more than that. You know you want it to to stay there. I mean, even the record of the best uh, best record uh, in the NBA was held by the Lakers. The Lakers had a, a what was it sixty nine and. 69 and 13, I think it was, um, and and that record, the best record of all time, that held. That held for 25 years until the Bulls broke it uh, with their 72 and 10. So longest winning streak, best record of all time. Those were both Lakers records, and now only one is. So it needs to stay that way. It really does. So somebody needs to come up and beat. And beat the Heat, okay? Before they take that record, they play. I think when they get up to number thirty, the thirtieth win that game is against San Antonio, and I'm hoping they can take them out. And I, th- I think they have to play Memphis along before they get to thirty-three, also. So I'm hoping at least one of those two can uh, can do us a favor and take those guys out. So here's to hoping, uh, because I want the, the streak to main, be maintained a, a Lakers record. The Heat are already going to be up there whenever they list like the top three or four longest winning streaks, the Heat are going to be right there at number two or number one. Uh, we can't do anything about that. Let's just make sure it's number two and not number one. I wish we played the Heat at some point between now and then, but we don't. Um, all right, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I have one question from uh, from Joe, Joe Torres. He says, will the Lakers retire both numbers for Kobe? Um, that's tough, man. I don't, I'm, I don't know. I want to say no. Because that's just crazy to retire two numbers for the same player. 
but but it's it's hard to say right now because there's no way we can really know or even have a, an inkling of how that's going to go until after Kobe actually retires. Because I I firmly believe that once Kobe retires, the the whole paradigm of him and how we look at his career and his achievements are going to change. Everything is going to change once once he is out of the game and not playing anymore. And I, I think right now he's he's not getting the credit that he really deserves in terms of his place in history. But I think it's it's only because he's still playing. Um, he's still playing. So I think once he, once he retires, which obviously I'm not saying he should retire anytime soon, but once he does, I think all that's going to change. The whole paradigm is going to change about how we look at the legacy of Kobe Bryant and look at his career. And I think then we might get a, we'll have a much better sense of that, of that question. Um, so sorry, I don't mean to like avoid the question, Joe, but that's, that's kind of how I, how I see it because I, I could see once that happens and, you know, we really start to get a feel for, for Kobe's accomplishments. And, and, and again, it, it kind of makes a difference on what he's going to accomplish in these last two years of his career too, you know, um, it's gonna, it's gonna make a difference. So we'll see. Cause I could, I could see it happening. I could see if Kobe wins, wins another one or wins another two. Why not? I mean, who's gonna who who who's gonna wear number eight? Who would who would come into the Lakers and wear number eight anyway? Right? Nobody. So why not? You know, there it is. All right, awesome. Hit me up. Hit me up. I got a Facebook page. I post other stuff on Facebook too. Um, if you come over there, um, at Ask Laker Lance uh, at Facebook or. Uh, www.facebook reverse slash ask Laker Lance and also on Twitter I need some more people over on the Twitter page um, get some followers over there and uh, I, I update that all the time also um, ask Laker Lance at Twitter so come over and give me give me feedback on either one of those those places you can give me ask me any qu- kind of question about the team about the season about how's this going and I will answer it on the podcast guaranteed Thank you for listening. All right, well, let's go in the playoff push. We're coming out of it, the last big push. Let's get it done. Go Lakers. Goodbye.